0: The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on irlonestar.com, Connor's FM 104.5, 106.1, and facebook.com/irlonestar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at irlonestar.com/shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at irlonestar.com/donate. Or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today.
1: Hey, this is Skippy from Mornings with Lone Star with Dick and Skippy. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 K C Z W L P Conroe, and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on irlonestar.com
2: here we are born to be kings with the prince.
0: Alright, <laughs> we are live, 902, here on Dick and Skippy in the morning with Lone Star Community Radio, your morning radio TV show in the Montgomery County and Conroe area. We're broadcasting live on Facebook Live, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and of course worldwide at IRLoneStar.com slash live. I'm here today, and today's show's sponsor is Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. We want to say a special thanks to them. They're a small business office cleaning uh, in the Montgomery County area. They do one-time-to-schedule cleaning for your office. 832-689-7996 is their contact phone number, and you can visit them online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com. We also have C3 Creative Content Creations. They do video, social media, and also copywriting. If it's creative and tangible, they do it. Visit C3TheWoodlands.com for more information about that sponsor. Uh, today, we're uh, going to be interviewing someone from T-Mobile. That's right. We're going to have Steve Carlson uh, going to be on the phone with us. We did a pre-recording interview with him with Skippy because Skippy's out today. We're going to talk about an upcoming voter registration uh, event happening at the Conroe Chamber and also how to check your status, register to vote, all that kind of stuff, and talk a little bit about T-Mobile and how they're coming into Conroe, and uh, talk about their expanded 5G network, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, do want to give you a heads up. We did a taco review, which drops every Monday at 3 p.m. we we'll review a local taco place. We did Taco Patron on 1802 North Fraser Street. Uh, another special announcement is we the, the station's going to be out at Lobster Fest live with the Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce on October 1st and 2nd. We're doing a, a long broadcast on October 1st, which is a Thursday, uh, from 3 to 7 p.m. on our Facebook, FM, all that kind of stuff. We're going to be out, out at the Montgomery County Fairgrounds where they're going to be doing a drive through lobster and steak. If you want to support the chamber, tickets are available at conroe.org. And then on the Friday, they host a fundraising golf tournament at the Panorama Golf Club. We'll be there from uh, 9 to 3 p.m. Uh, broadcasting again on Facebook, uh, Conros FM 104.5, 106.1, blah, blah, blah. And we're looking for sponsors and donations. Uh, we, If you want to sponsor the event, we'll get your uh, business out there. We do a lot of different things. Uh, more information, just contact the studio at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call, text the phone line at 936 666 1084. And uh, yeah, let's get started with the show. If you notice, Sean isn't in the studio because he is. Part of the uh, Mayor Toby Powell's, uh, I don't know the correct term, his funeral, I guess. Uh, they're going to be driving through downtown Conroe uh, here at 10 o'clock. Permit what?
3: Sorry about that, Brett. Funerary procession. Uh,
0: thank you. Uh, they're going to be driving through downtown Conroe starting around 10 a.m., starting on 700 Metcalf, and just uh, they're going to go through downtown and then they're going to head up to uh, Garden Park Cemetery afterwards for the, the lane to rest. Is that the right way? Um, They're laying him down. They're interment. Interment. Thank you. Uh, it starts at ten a.m. Uh, this morning, and that's why Sean is not here. If you, uh, they are inviting uh, the public to come to down downtown Conroe starting around ten o'clock. So there you go. Um, now let's uh, start the show. We have Brett, and your last name is Han- Hanley. 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 Uh, he is a writer. A you have a website. What's your website that you'd like to pay? Oh, casualnotice.com. Casualnotice.com. He's also a rapid commenter on our show, so you might see him really upsetting our audience. Uh, I, I dig it. Uh, you're an attack, <laughs> what do you call it, an instigator. That's, what, that's my I new favorite word. I am not an instigator. He's an instigator. He's a professional instigator. <laughs> I don't like it. I
3: am not. But he, I swear to <laughs> God.
0: He, he's joining us, and he actually has the Facebook uh, live comment section pulled up. So, if you are commenting live during the show, he is the man reading it. Uh, also, I do want to remind folks who are listening on Facebook Facebook does a weird thing where, if you're a part fan of the station, you might see our video feed, but not might see all the comments because a lot of people comment on the show page, Dick and Skippy. So, we encourage our listeners to, sh- to hop over to Dick and Skippy's Facebook and watch there because that's where most of our listeners are participating. Uh, That also means you can participate at any time. So if you're a fan of the podcast, YouTube, anything that's uh, post-show, you can call, text at any time at 936-228-9368. And then, of course, email us at dickenskippy at gmail.com. Outside of today, we do have a lot of guests next week, but we are looking for a guest next Friday. We do not have a guest yet. So if you know somebody or if you want to be a guest next Friday the 25th, we'd love to have you in the studio with us. All right. I guess we can start the show, Brad. Right?
3: Yeah, well, I'm
0: pretty sure we already have. Well, you know, get into the the meat
3: of it. Yeah, right. Well, well while we're talking about Facebook, I didn't realize it, but when you've got when you're going normal Facebook, I mean, your your link there is live. Mm-hmm. My link coming through Facebook is about 3 minutes behind. It. It's kind of distracting to to glance over to see what's going on in the comments and I see myself three minutes ago. I'm like,
0: Well, that's what I you know it's funny is I want to
3: give me a message. No, don't say that.
0: Yeah, well <laughs> that's what I love about uh technology and companies where they're competing because YouTube Live is so much better. It's uh, live. Well, it's not even that. It's like they're they have a whole program dedicated to us responding to comments. Yeah. So like you don't even have to watch it. You just have this whole program that's like you can moderate the comments. Yeah, and it's so much easier, but uh, unfortunately, and they have
3: super comments so that people can just give you money and and, yeah. and you pay more attention to them.
0: Yeah, oh, well, we do that anyway with sponsorships, so you can sponsor the show. I, no, uh, but <laughs> yeah, that's not it, it's unfortunate. But I like Facebook because Facebook's a little bit more uh, user friendly for all age groups. Yes, uh, YouTube doesn't really. It's not. It's not like a. What do you want to call it? Like it's not fast paced. When you visit YouTube, it's just random videos that they think you're gonna like. They don't really tell you what's going on live unless you go to our show page and you see it live and you're there all the time. Facebook always is very friendly letting people know what's going on, especially if you follow us yeah. uh, on Facebook. But uh, you know, I want to you know, I watched Lake Placid last night with my wife. I don't know if you ever seen the it. the original Lake Placid. It is awesome. Oh, the 1999 one, or yeah, ni- the original. Yeah. Uh, Holly's never seen it, so I was like, "You got to watch this movie; it's great." And I forgot Betty With White. Betty
3: White in that giant and, well, and feeding cows to that giant. Well, not awesome. even that.
0: There's some lines in it that she has, and it's very creative, vulgar language. Well, um,
3: any other old woman who gave those lines would come off as creepy old scary witch oh, kind yeah. of woman and, and you'd immediately her, get the bad vibes but here, she'd spit out these lines with just this sweet here, little baby voice. I
0: want let you read and, one because we can't and She's say just it. adorable. We can't say it on the air but let me show you this. When she said that I go wait Holly can we rewind that real quick because she actually just said that and uh yeah, and then, uh, and, then uh, and then here's another one for you. So you get we watched it on Amazon but Prime. But she's still
3: adorable when she says oh, that. Oh, you
0: know, yeah, cuz you're sitting there and she plays a role of the hermit lady living on the like the only person living on this lake, of course. And this monster crocodile, which I did respect that they weren't trying to do like, oh, it's radioactive, it's like a giant no, apparently crocodiles can get to like thirty feet, but that's like like uh, abnormal size. But there's been recorded like a twenty nine foot one back in like the early nineteen thirties uh, yeah. or something like that.
3: They don't stop growing as as yeah, long they as get they old. as long as they as long as they've got room in their room in the water and food to feed them, they just keep getting bigger and bigger.
0: Yeah, like the oldest one, because there's difference between uh, freshwater and saltwater, yes. and then it's like saltwater can live up to like one hundred and fifty years old, which is insane to me. And uh, I was, I, I forgot how much fun that movie was and how bad it was in a good way. Yeah. But then it got me like, I went on a little search about crocodiles and uh, what's, what's, what, what are they about? <laughs> and I learned a lot about it and I was very, uh, very intrigued. And they're not very, they don't, they do eat people. Yeah. And, uh, and they like it. They're too. unforgiving. That's one, of the, the scary. They like
3: red meat. The th- difference, the main difference to be concerned about with the difference between crocodiles and alligators is crocodiles like red meat.
0: What what do alligators eat?
3: Fish. Okay.
0: Well, if an alligator
3: catches catches a red meat animal, like like they eat nutria like popcorn, but if they catch a human being for whatever reason, yeah, that the reason they drag they'll they'll drag them underwater and shove them up under a, um, up under a log for a couple of weeks. To uh,
0: alligators do this, yeah. And what do crocodiles do? I thought they do the same thing. They just eat you right up. Yeah. I think they still do the drowning thing, though, don't they? Well, they do the drowning thing because it's easier because they're yeah. lazy. They're, they're They're reptiles, but well, they, there's a bear that gets eaten, and it was awesome. And I was like, oh, yeah. I wonder if they really eat bears, and I, they probably do, because uh, I watched some. You know, now, see the best
3: part is where it jumps up and blows up the helicopter. That's the best part. Yeah. Of the
0: whole, of the whole movie. Well, you know, it's funny. I saw. I was like, I don't believe that. But like, then I watched videos uh-huh. of there's like uh, apparently in Australia. And then a lot of Asian countries, they have a lot of crocodiles. Yeah. And it shows, there's like a show. Like if you're in the area, you can pay money to get on a boat. And imagine being what looked like kind of like one of those duck boats. And imagine having a pole with meat about 10 feet high off the water. And you'll see this alligator, like a pogo stick, yeah. somehow just kind of go up and down trying to bite this thing. And I'm like, oh, so they do do that.
3: That's pretty crazy. Yeah, they uh, on in, in a lot of rivers in Asia, the, the, the crocodiles eat monkeys. Yeah. Well,
0: my favorite one—I watched this series about like the record alligators, and like three or four of them were killed because they ate a person in the village. Oh yeah, and so they retaliated, and <laughs> it's like, all right. Well,
3: it—well, you—you—you you can't have a dangerous animal running around. No, I an get alligator it. that's no, happy to it. sit around and eat fish—that's great. You know, I mean, we've all seen that's the
0: heart of darkness. With my—is it Michael Douglas and Val Kilmer when the the lions are eating the village? So they hire. Bob Kilmer, I think it was. You know what I'm talking about, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, they hire him to kill the lion. and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a great movie, too. Uh, but, yeah, Lake Placid, I forgot how much fun it was. And You, know the, Plac- movie,
3: you know, the book that that, movie, that movie's based on was also the book that Apocalypse Now was based on.
0: You're talking about Heart of Darkness, right? Heart of Darkness. Okay, I thought you were talking about Lake Placid. Like, really? No, oh, God, no. <laughs> I was like, I guess there is a, like, kind of like a river. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Oh uh, yeah,
3: yeah. Only they had Marlon Brando in the part that that Betty White was in. It was, yeah, that's, <laughs> it makes sense. It's,
0: uh, but no, that, yeah, no. I I understand that because there's a lot of that's a great story, The Heart of Darkness. Yeah, and it's been we had to read that in class, and as I was reading it, I was like, this is really serious. Like this is makes me wonder uh, what. There was another movie that came out recently. It's called like the City of Z, I think, it the well, Lost City of Z. Yeah, which is very similar. To where like there's a indigenous population and they go deeper in the forest and it gets even weirder and weirder. And it's about like it's a true story about some explorer who just wanted to go. That's, he's from England. He's like, I'm yeah. just gonna go and I wanted to make a new discovery. And then he discovers
3: something maybe we don't want to know about. Um, but yeah, well, Conrad, Conrad's book, story, whatever. You know, pretty much touches it's it's Shakespearean in that it yeah. it, it hits pretty common themes. I themes, guess. thank you. Themes for uh, multiple countries and times and places. You know.
0: Well, it's funny because we talked about that on the last show with Sean about Shakespeare because we had the cast from The Tempest, which is going on uh, this weekend at the some park. We will put information on. That. I always forget what park because they had to change where it usually is. Yeah yeah Uh, i don't know shout out to those guys uh five o'clock it starts we'll put i I don't know i feel bad now i don't know what park it is sorry sean uh it's
3: somewhere in the woodlands just look
0: park. just look up the tempest points north theater it's going to be great the the woodland symphony it's going to be a full production show i think that's going to be a lot of fun if it's not owned Uh, by an
3: actual government it's not a park it's just a lawn i think it's a park i think it's in the woodlands woodlands isn't a government oh man now now we're getting township. now we're getting. You're one of those. are pretend. Are you city. one of those people, Brett?
0: That like when you get pulled over, you're immediately going like, "I know my rights." You know, Section five one two four no. of the. You know I don't you know. No, no, yeah. No no, no. no. No.
3: No. No. I I. I say yes, sir. No, sir. Thank you, sir. Yeah. I just try to get out of it as quickly as possible. The one thing that bothers me right the now. The only time I correct them is if they start speaking to me in Spanish, which a lot I'm like, of it like, oh, used go. to happen when I was younger. Now why is that? Oh, because well, I had really dark hair. Oh, okay, and, and I tan really well. Really
0: well. Yeah, my wife, uh, when she tans, she you you will. almost want to play that guessing game. Like, what? Where do you think she's from? Yeah, uh-huh. because it's like four different places it could be. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. And uh, but you know what? The only thing right now, and currently, with when I when I get pulled over, because I get pulled over all the time, guys, because I'm 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 on the edge is they already know if you have, you know,
3: you get pulled over a lot less if you stop at stoplights and don't, no, break I'm kidding. The speed I don't
0: it. get pulled over. But when I do, I noticed that they already know if you have your, uh, your registration and all that kind of stuff. They just don't have your ID. Like cause they have to identify you. And cause I, yeah. cause that, ran, that I ran into that cause I was like, I had one of my insurance, but it was like literally f- four days expired. And I was like, but I'm in pain. And he goes, Oh, I already know. I already pulled you up.
3: Yeah. And I'm like, so why do you Yeah, they pull up your tag they pull up your tag, they double check your tag on the uh window sticker. Yeah. And then all they need to do is make sure that you're actually Who licensed you to drive.
0: Yeah. And uh but yeah, that hasn't happened too much though. But Lake Placid, check it out. It's a great movie. I forgot how much fun it was. And then uh
3: Well, I haven't pulled, been I haven't been pulled over in like twenty years. It's because
0: you don't drive. Yeah, I do. I know I have no <laughs> idea what you're
3: doing. I don't drive. I'm too old.
0: Yeah, I try to <laughs> imagine that you're like back in my day what we
2: called cars
3: was really little carts
0: pulled by mules you're like betty white you're the hermit guy on the lake feeding the crocodile for 10 years and uh first meme yeah
3: yeah the first meme that you showed me Uh (laughs) uh-huh i showed you a meme yeah i don't remember that the little cut with the with her quote
0: oh yeah that wasn't a meme That that was from the movie
3: Oh, okay. So what? What did you do? Just take a screenshot. just a screenshot of of the of the closed captioning. Yeah, like
0: ah. she legit said those words. Oh, I know she did. And I was like, "That's that's a wild movie right there." Uh, but yeah, so it's it's one of those movies that came out. It's almost like Dante's Peak esque, where it's just very entertaining. Yeah, and you know it's kind of overblown. She's and also
3: awesome in The Proposal. With. Uh, Sandra Bullock. with Sandra Bullock oh, and Ryan Reynolds. She played the grandmother. Grandmother. Yeah. She played Ryan Reynolds grandmother. She's awesome in it. Too. Yeah.
0: She's, she's wild, man. I, I dig it. And especially like movies are so weird today because I, I don't know if it's an age thing, but it's like they, they lost that magic appeal of telling a story, the way that's shot, the way it's presented to you. Cause now everything seems so serious and darker like they had well it's just like the lighting and everything i'm like well it's it's very strange that they can't make a entertaining act, action movie because like today's action movies like Fast and the Furious and those aren't like campy i guess they are campy they're very campy but not like 90s campy right you know what I'm talking about? Like, for example, in, well, lake, in like lake Placid, for example, Oliver Platt plays some rich dude, and he has a party in his tent, and you're like, why are they having a party right next to the lake where they know these alligators are coming out and eating people? And it's like, well, of course, it's Lake Placid. They're just going to be it's gonna be silly. One guy's head gets fully, like, chomped off. Yeah. And it makes no sense. But well, Like, just the head. Like, the alligator pinpointed, he's bending over the boat. And all of a sudden, <laughs> and I'm like, well, Algar wouldn't just bite off the head; they'd probably b- grab the whole person.
3: True. Um, I I see where you what what you mean. That it's um uh, well, number one, they they there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of franchises at the time. It's like yeah, there might be a Lake Placid, two Lake Placid, three if Lake Placid was popular, but those would mostly be straight to video or yeah. or or straight to drive-in back in the day. Um. Drive in is where we used to drive our car onto a parking lot and watch. Hey, a man, giant those are those ravine. are
0: more popular today than ever because of COVID. So we know. Yeah.
3: Yeah, those suck. I've seen the drive ins these days. Well, you know what? There, in There's Abilene. Tiny little, tiny little parking lots with like five, ten car, room for 10 cars parked 50 feet apart where you're trying to look at somebody's big screen projection TV and yeah. that is not a drive-in movie.
0: I want there was one in Abilene that had a basically you pay uh, 20 bucks and you get a double feature. Yeah. And then like so you watch one movie on one screen and someone's watching the other movie on the other. 20 that bucks screen. per car? Yeah. Yeah. And then like you get to, you get to park, you get to move to go yeah. watch the other movie. And I really I dug it cuz you could bring your own food and all that kind of stuff and it it really created a fun atmosphere for me cuz I really like to enjoy watching movies but Oh yeah. Um, the old ones were,
3: I mean, because they you had a big giant screen, mm-hmm. and because it, it was big enough to see on like a, a football size football football field sized parking lot, maybe twice a football, maybe a couple of football fields. You know, there's a couple. You drive up 59, you'll you'll see a couple of old drive-ins there. Usually, because usually the screen's backed up to the highway, so people don't pull off the highway to watch the movie. Yeah, that's true. I didn't even think about that.
0: Yeah, I mean, because there's one, the one locally here that I know of is Steamboat. And I think that's I don't know exactly where it is, but I don't know if it's still open. I have no idea. But that was only for like locally. I don't know. They have one screen though. So
3: I think Lake Livingston used to have a drive in that you could actually boat up to. Really? Yeah, they used to way back way back in the day before I was even living in Texas. Back in the sixties and seventies. But
0: yeah. Well, I mean the movie theaters are in trouble. I was reading about how much money tenants losing and that was supposed to be, you know, the big movie of the summer because Christopher Nolan makes big no, movies. No it wasn't.
3: It was never going to be the big movie. Yeah, I they think didn't it was. they didn't know that if they were releasing it now it's it was never going to be. That's why they released New Mutants. Well, I think they released the, it I New Mutants had been pushed back and pushed back and two, pushed back. Three they years. did not expect Yeah. Yeah. They did not expect it to make any money, so they released it. They released Tenet for the same reason. They didn't expect it to make any money. What they're doing is they're 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 throwing out their back catalog. You think Tenet, to get people do you think Tenet used
0: is a back catalog movie? It is. No way. Most Christopher Nolan they pushed movies. It back. Are back.
3: If Christopher Nolan had not done the Batman movies, all of his movies would have been back catalog.
0: Yeah. Well, they probably you probably wouldn't have the budget. That's what I'm saying. They spent yeah, a lot of money on the movie, so they got to do some promotion. They got They had the hope to recoup some money. No. So.
3: No, it's a prestige movie. They're going to recoup their money in foreign sales. They're going to recoup their money in, in uh, DVD and streaming. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But they never expected it to make money in a theater.
0: Man, I don't believe that at all. They did not. I don't believe that at all. Because, like, Dunkirk made a lot of money.
3: No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. No, it didn't. Oh,
0: here we go. We're going to look it up, man. You're not even challenging me.
3: Because Dunkirk was a great movie. It was a great movie. Most Christopher Nolan movies are pretty darn good. Let's see. I'm. I'm curious.
0: All right okay so budget a hundred a hundred and fifty million box office five hundred and twenty six million so it made is that
3: domestic box or is that total box uh
0: that's from box office mojo let's see i think it's total i think it's all all together then
3: that counts ca- that 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 counts europe and Europe and china yeah so well, a lot made, of it, a surprising number of movies are are are, are aimed at the China yeah, it, market. They it, don't care if it they made a in, States. States.
0: in the United States. That's the difference. Eh? So and th- three hundred thirty seven in other countries. Yeah. So that's still not a lot. I think that's a lot of money. It's a lot of cash,
3: considering the China market. Uh, well, it's Dunkirk. Yeah, but it was a big movie with huge special effects, lots of explosions.
0: Well, think about Mulan. Mulan. They just got. They kind of just surrendered to it.
3: Oh, Mulan was just...
0: I didn't see it. I heard it was pretty bad.
3: At the request of the Chinese government, Disney took everything out of Mulan that um, the American audiences liked. And then nobody in China liked what what, what was left over.
0: Well, what's so strange to me about that direction Disney brought it was there's so much more marketing to the original Mulan than what they did. So, like... The music is something people really like, and they will buy that CD. They will buy, you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And but they're like they totally nixed it from the movie. Like there's no songs in it. Uh So I'm like, well, that's what I was saying. Like that's a missed opportunity. And yeah, and and then the guy there's no little
3: CGI CGI dragon Uh, being being wacky.
0: Yeah, that, that could be a doll. You know. you know, they yeah. I don't and really. For some
3: reason, they added that. they added a Falcon Lady, which I don't know. Was that from the original tale? I mean, they're, they're, I no from idea. what I understand, there's like six different versions of the story of Mulan running around China. They're all folk tales about the same girl. Yeah. Um. I don't, I don't know. What's well, funny? I was oddly li- enough, people I, can't see me shrug. Oh, actually, I, they can. Never no, mind.
0: I was listening to a uh, critique of the new. Disney movies and about how they're handling female leading roles where they're making females so powerful in the movie where there's no arc or development to them learning about how to be strong or the adversity that people face. That also. Cause they were saying like in Mulan, she apparently at the very beginning is already like awesome.
3: Yeah. She's a chosen one. Yeah.
0: So it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't, Mulan's not really a movie for me but i imagine if i had kids i would rather watch the cartoon version than than do that cuz i tried to watch the new aladdin one but it was way too produced it like it did not look like they were in the desert and all that kind of stuff so i did not get that feel of arabian nights when i watched the live action one
3: i it's too- i have not seen the aladdin i've seen the ads for it and i've seen all the stuff i I just can't make myself watch it because they're Jasmine with all of the Middle Eastern and Indian and yeah. Pakistani actresses around. They picked the one girl on the planet who looks like Sarah Michelle Gellar in brown face.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's almost like they, they were stuck with certain folks who could sing that was like the priority of it. And then they, cause I think there's like a half a million oh, people yeah. in Bollywood, oh, no, all no, of no, whom can sing. No, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, it just the way it was shot. And sharp, dance. It was too clean. You're like, man, you're in the desert, man. There's there's people. There's sand everywhere. It's in your face. Like it's no one looks this perfect. And uh, yeah, I was very disappointed. Lion King was even far worse. So that was even creepier. Because it was like they, they look real.
3: Actually, you stay very clean in the desert. Have you ever been? In, have you ever been in the desert? Well, I mean, in
0: in that town, if you remember, like there are certain sections.
3: Oh yeah. Well, okay. You mean they're in the poor part of town.
0: Yeah, and it I mean like when they're doing the songs it's like there's there's this this would be a little bit dirtier and it looks like they're shooting in a stage instead of outside. So. Moving Fair on. Enough. It's a stupid movie. It is. They're all stupid movies. Well, it, well speaking of Disney, did you see the new Mandalorian trailer? For no. season 2. Have you seen Mandalorian? I don't
3: have Disney Plus.
0: I would have It's definitely one of those shows that you get you just try the trial and you watch it cuz it was very good. It reminded me a lot of the old western films. And it was just kind of fun to watch and and develop as it goes. Like, oh, I wonder what's going to happen next, and stuff like
3: that. Well, Ming nas is in it, so I'm probably going to watch it because I like Ming Na. Who's that? Help me out. Uh, she was in uh, Agents of Shield. Played the played the pilot. The badass. No. I can say ass, yes, right?
0: Yes. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't keep saying it. Have you ever
3: seen Have you ever seen Agents of Shield?
0: No, I've heard of a TV show with the Marvel stuff. I'll just look it up. She
3: played Jamie Farr's I want to say she played Jamie Farr's wife in the last season of MASH. And she's 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 a Korean-American actress who is just she might be Chinese-American, but I think she's Korean um who is just awesome in everything oh, she yeah. does. Oh yeah, no,
0: she played Chun-Li in freaking Street Fighter, man.
3: Chun-Li and not Chung Li. Oh, I thought
0: yeah. it was Chung Li. It's
3: Chun Li. Chun
0: Thank you. Yeah, she's. I think she was the original voice in Mulan. She may have been. So yeah, she was the original voice in Mulan. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, she's.
3: Anyway, I hear she's in it, so I might end up. You know. Don and I are. are I would are check get, it out. Don I would, and I are getting rid of are getting rid of our, our TV cable. Okay. When the when the contract is up. Mm-hmm. So what we've been doing is we've been looking at various streaming services and doing their free trial. To see which ones we're going to pick up when we drop cable. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no break in what shows we watch. I mean, like the last couple of weeks, we've been watching a painful amount of anime. Because we've watch- we got Crunchyroll. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, I would recommend checking out HBO Max then. Because Crunchyroll is part of HBO Max. Is it? Yeah, HBO oh. Max is one of the, probably the worst advertising of what they actually have catalog-wise. Yeah. Because they don't tell you. And you think it's just HBO, but there's they have like Turner Classic Movies if you like the older movies. They oh. uh they have DC, so they have a lot of DC stuff. Uh they also have a lot of random shows that aren't affiliated with it like they have Wait, the, is the whole
3: is the DC Universe channel part of HBO Max?
0: that's the plan is to migrate the whole thing. Right now it has like 30 to 40% of the catalog. Oh, okay. And then they're planning on moving everything over. Uh and then Cuz the
3: DC Universe service
0: has a bunch like they have everything it's got dc comics
3: yeah both both, ca- both catalog and current yeah. which is like awesome but yeah get back I, into comics I, yeah <laughs> i
0: think they're gonna they're, they're, i was reading that they're gonna plan on moving everything over but then they also have uh studio ghibli and they've Batman films. the
3: animated series which i haven't seen since it went off the air
0: yeah well you know i have the dvds if you want to borrow them. uh but it's not the same well yeah it is it has what's actually really cool is they have commentary so you got to get you got everything on it um, but no, just uh, it, they're moving that stuff over. There's a lot to it that you're like, oh, I didn't even know they had it. Like they like they have the Big Bang Theory. I was like, that's kind of random. I thought that was like a CBS show, uh, but they have that, and I I don't really care for it. But I was like, oh, well, they don't tell you they have this stuff.
3: Well, it's because their parent company.
0: Well, that's what the whole idea is. Like WB, like they all put all their stuff together, but they they just don't tell you. So when you're going through the random A to Z, you're like, oh, cool, they have that. They have that. And they're a
3: Viacom property. Something like that.
0: I don't know. But they have a bunch of stuff. And that's probably my favorite one so far. Because, like, the DC, the Studio Ghibli stuff, they have all the Studio Ghibli films on there. Ghibli. Ghibli, whatever. Thank you. Um, and then, I'm trying to think what else they got. They got a Crunchyroll. They have Cartoon Network. They have Adult Swim. They have...
3: Um, pretty much anything that it was ever owned by Warner Brothers. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So...
0: But I'll check that one out. But the the Mandalorian, I would that's that's worth one month of Disney Plus to check out, price of admission, because it's very good, it's very well done, and uh, yeah, it's good.
3: I'll see because what I would consider worth one month of Disney Plus would be the uh, Phineas and Ferb movie that's coming out this month. Yeah, is it on Disney Plus? Yeah, yeah. So there you go. It's it's a it's an exclusive on Disney Plus. So uh, You can't okay. watch it on the Disney Channel. You can only watch it on Disney Plus, and it's like ah.
0: Well no, they, they you know what's funny is those companies are figuring that out. Like well, I ran into this issue and of course America doesn't know what to do with soccer. So now what they've done is if you have cable, you can watch like one or two of the games and then if you don't have cable, you have you can watch it on Peacock, which is the NBC's online whatever, but you have to pay extra. Uh So like if you really want to watch soccer You got to pay a cable bill And then do that Because Peacock doesn't have all the games So they're only showing like Whatever's left over
3: If you really want to watch local soccer You can get off your Dead butt and go down to The stadium and watch it for like 12 bucks a seat At the the Dynamo Stadium?
0: At BBVA? Yeah Twelve bucks? Usually, it's like twenty minimum. I thought. No, the
3: cheap seats are like twelve bucks. They're cheap. Oh. No, soccer soccer in the United States is very inexpensive.
0: Yeah. Well, I used to go. It's
3: it's less expensive to get to to go cheaps in on a soccer at a soccer stadium than it is to to get bleacher seats at a baseball game.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine getting bleacher seats at a football game. But uh. Oh my god. But no, it was just weird, like how they handle this stuff. They change it every year. And then you find out, you're like, there's a paywall. Well, I don't like Houston sports because there's always some type of random blackout that you don't really. I'm like, why can't I watch this? It's like, oh, well, we're blacking it out. You got to have this service. Yeah,
3: not enough people showed up for the showed up. And usually it's not enough people showed up in the stadium is where you get the blackouts. Really? That's the decision? Man, that's stupid. Uh, Because people want to watch that stuff. Well, because the team gets. Straight money from the stadium, direct money. That'd yeah, and then um, if they block it out, they have to pay them? Well, the people who pay the, the – the network pays the league. Oh, so they just don't want to pay it. And then the league pays the team, but the network gets their cut. The team, do, If the team doesn't get their straight cut, then nobody gets to watch. At least that's the way blackouts used to be back when they started back in the 70s. Yeah,
0: because, I mean, it's it's really – it's strange. Because, like, the, the, my favorite one was the Arrows – Because they actually paid for like three or four seasons a radio announcer to go with the team. And they would broadcast it online. But it's just radio, straight up audio. But it was great because you could listen to every game and you knew it wasn't going to be a problem. But I think also the AHL... There's
3: the shot. Yeah. Looks like there's a flag. Yes, the referee is holding up a flag. It was a blue line shot. It's not going to
0: be any good. You don't like listening to sports?
3: I don't like listening to sports. No, it's boring. Yeah. Especially Uh-oh. especially some sports like hockey and uh, um, baseball. Is that- well, those are well, here's the pitch. Oh, no, it's outside. Well, at least in baseball you can. That's going to be ball three. Yeah, in
2: baseball you can Looks track like it. we're
3: looking at a walk uh, while we're waiting.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, that's there's a different tempo. In hockey, it's like constant talking. You have no idea what's really going yeah, on. Yeah, I know. But it's still something, <laughs> you know. Um, because some people, I mean, I think a lot of people, especially today's sport, like I, you get that sense that no one really cares about sports and it might be the fatigue of COVID and like, it's just people are like, there's more important things going on. I really don't care about the playoffs and all, but i I know me as I I enjoy watching sports, but when I like, when soccer started back up, I was like, why do I have to, I don't want to go through all these hoops to watch this stuff. This is so silly. Like I used to, I, I need to figure it out.
3: And it's partially fatigue of COVID. I think it's partially that people are just sick of sports being treated specially.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean,
4: that's you know, it's
3: crazy. like I couldn't go to, you know, not me personally, but say, but, but well, that's Joe a- Schmo, you know, not, not the super fans. I mean, the people paint themselves and go to, yeah. and go to, and, and have season tickets. They're, they're always going to be insane. Um, but like the guys who catch the Texans on TV, are like, you know, I couldn't go to my grandmother's funeral.
2: Oh yeah, There's, but
3: they're they're trying to sell fifteen thousand tickets for next for for next week's game against the Vikings. I mean, you know.
0: Oh, oh, okay. We'll just uh, not have that. We need, we need we need to put a filter on you, man. Uh, <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> but no, I I definitely that's one of the funny things because I've been involved with a lot of community events, and that's the question where it's like, do you think people are, are going to react negatively? <laughs> of hosting an event outside like, cause like for example, the lobster fest, what they're doing this year, cause it used to be an annual deal where you paid money and it's a fundraiser for the chamber and they have a silent auction. You get steak and lobster and it's, it's hosted at the convention yeah. center. It's a lot of fun.
2: Yeah.
0: And, but they're like, we can't do that. We just can't do that due to COVID. So what they're doing is they're doing a drive through. So usually where they do the auction and also store the animals during the rodeo they cleared it all out. It's like a big open barn, and they're creating drive-throughs. So you just drive up, get your food, and get out. And there was a discussion about uh, having like kind of like a a tailgate. Uh huh. And there were there was it was kind of like oh may, will people be upset if we do a tailgate. And I was in my mind, I go no, like you can social distance. Parking lots are huge. But then again, I think anyone, there's always going to be a group that goes like, no one should be gathering at any point. Yeah. I'd, and that's a scary thing because it's so well, easy to take that side because it's like, yeah, we shouldn't be doing that. But well, then eventually at one point it's going to be like, it's
3: a matter of, it's a, it's really a matter of equal treatment. All right? Yeah. Bars have been closed.
0: or still closed. I think they made an announcement, what, two days ago in Texas where it was like 75% pretty much across the board, but bars.
3: Yeah. They just, I think they just opened. Or, or some bars term. are not.
0: Uh, yeah, I know. I remember reading bars are not allowed to open.
3: Yeah, but look at how many bars there are in Houston. Hell, look, uh, look at all how many bars there are in Conroe.
0: Oh yeah, there's. Well, I mean, I I'm that, sorry.
3: Were in Conroe? How many well, of them are no longer the corner existence? pub? Finally
0: got their approval because they did. They have a deli and they yeah. have all that stuff. So they finally got through that red tape and they're open. I know that. But you're right. I mean, like the the whole economics of Live music, getting out, going out with your friends and stuff like that—it's like it's non-existent. And now, um, yeah, it's just one of those crazy things because eventually,
3: the stig- you know salons just got opened last month, you know, so people could 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 get a haircut, and they've got special rules. Well,
0: yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. But that's the thing—is they're not what, treating when you, people. Spe- when do you think the stigma is going to end? Because I can see that always having the stigma going
3: forward. Like that was actually one of the one of the things that the. Uh, um judge the federal judge who ruled against the state of Pennsylvania brought up was that the way their law is written, I don't know how Texas's law is written, but mm-hmm. the way the Pennsylvania law was written, there's no end. You there's no point past green. There's no there's no back to normal. There's well, if we decide that we need to close these again, we'll just close them up again and, and that's it. Yeah. And that's like a million percent un- unconstitutional.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I think there's definite I, I think a lot of leaders don't really keep that in mind where they're not yeah. like they're not staunch constitutionalists kind of thing. It's like, well, if we you know, we just we got to do what's perceived. They're basically doing what's perceived right at the time. What's social media telling you, which is a horrible well, way to judge things?
3: Well, but, they keep moving the goalposts. It started out being we just need a couple of weeks to flatten the curve and not overload the hospitals and then we'll just let it run its course like a yeah. regular regular disease and but it's become no no we need to be locked down until nobody ever gets sick ever again for any reason whatsoever
0: uh, i don't know if it's that i mean maybe some places but here it's never been that extra. but i think we're if really, you
3: complain about being here, locked in your house for 6 months yeah they will immediately call you that, tell you that you're trying to kill grandma
0: well, and not even that. Like you you're, you hit the Which to be fair, my grandmother has been head. dead for 30 years. So. You hit the nail on the head though about the perceived hypocrisy of it too cuz yeah. you're, you're dealing with special circumstances of people who like who passed away and things like that. Cuz I know there was a lot of kind of people going like when George Floyd passed away and they did the funeral here, a lot of people were like, "Wait, why does he get a funeral and I don't with my mom or my son or yeah. whatever?" And yeah, and you know, someone made a phone call. You know, someone's sitting there going, "You know, we probably shouldn't be doing this." I don't no, we got to do it. That, and, and same thing with the football teams. The that, football teams, they're
3: the the the. I gotta, I gotta, I have to say that the people who attended George, what's his name's George funeral, Floyd. George Floyd. Floyd's funeral were awesome. Most of more masks. They had the they had the oh, yeah. pro- they had the funerary procession. They had a couple of people talking. Before before they interred him, they interred him. Well, they like, went home like we're
0: doing one today They're for the mayor. But it, yeah. that was also like five months before. But months they ago. finished it. They went home. Yeah.
3: Portland, Seattle, Minneapolis.
0: All right. I, I told you my conspiracy theory about that stuff, right?
3: Uh, not directly, and well, I may not have been listening because I don't always yeah, listen to you
0: I, guys. I think the uh, thanks, Brett. Um, my conspiracy theory on it is with.
3: Well, you yap so unendingly.
0: Well, with the uh, with the government uh, unemployment fund being extended and what it is, I, I felt like I, I, I can see a lot of people being on unemployment and going like, "Well, I'm pretty much clear for the next three months." <laughs> like, what do you want to do? And like, you got cash, you got you know, and I, that's what I think. I think a lot of people. I think that's because people COVID COVID gets people stir crazy and gets people, you know, well. Thinking on a different spectrum.
3: People you know? are getting from, from Portland to Kenosha, Wisconsin, magically by air, without yeah. buying the tickets themselves.
0: Well, it's an interesting thing going on, and uh, I'm excited to see what's next. Not really excited, but uh, and here... And the West
3: Coast fires keep getting set, and they're not magically setting themselves. There, there have been arrests for for arson. And I'm not saying that any organized group is doing it. It might just be, again, like you said, you go stir crazy and just start lighting fires. Yeah.
0: It's going to be, yeah. yeah. There's there's a lot or going on. Or
3: announcing your baby's gender. It's like.
2: Fireworks, The first yeah.
3: one, the one, the big one in, in yeah. California. one done with the gender, firework, right? Yeah, gender reveal party with the pink and blue fireworks. I don't even know what color the fireworks ended up being. Bright yellow, actually, I
0: guess. Oh, they're not having the baby anymore. It's bad luck. Li- <laughs> 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 I have no idea.
3: Oh, no, that whole family died.
0: Yeah. No. We forgot to mention that, too, in the story. But, uh, but you yeah. Know,
3: completely incinerated. Just,
0: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, that was something that it's, it's, it's an interesting thing, especially since we're so well connected through the internet. Yeah. And it's, you have no idea what the, the truth of things
3: are. Like, and yet and, not connected at all.
0: Yes. And that's what's so, but I think we've always been like that, though. No, I think we have. I think there's always like the. the no, it
3: no. See, because you never, you're you're too young. You don't remember a time when it was never like that. Yeah, but, I mean, sure, we had the phone, but phones were a lot of trouble and they were expensive. But
0: you're also talking about you're talking about a different time period where digesting information was at a different pace, and you still didn't know what was going on because like. You get, a, you get the paper. Well, it's probably been happening for the last 24 hours because the paper comes out the next day. And then you're going, like, okay. You know, we
3: had radio and television. Well, I know.
0: <laughs> I'm just I'm saying how to digest, like the, the process of digesting news. And then plus, you're talking about radio and television by people. The main
3: difference between my youth and your youth is that I didn't have the option of choosing who I talked to based on what I wanted to believe.
0: Uh, well, yeah, you, well, no, you could still, because I spoke to my neighbors. You could, you could I still spoke still to people at school. You could still join a you cult. You could
3: join a cult, but those that was very, very difficult. Believe me, I tried.
0: No, I mean, I, there's no, always a way. You you'll always, like find, you. A way. always you know, find a way. You know, the cults.
3: The cults were always really, really clickish. You had to be pretty well, enough duh. to sell the flowers at the airport. Yeah. You know.
0: <laughs> well, no, I just think it's we digest information differently, and there's always been. A kind of a disconnect with some people, but it also depends on the area, like where you are dealing with constant conflict, and other areas around the world that have been in conflict for their entire lives. It seems like, like mm. and but here it, we're so spread out, and we're we're so set in our ways. Because I mean, Texas has been set in its ways since what is it like thirteen? Not thirteen. Uh, when when did, when we is it seventeen seventy six? Or is that the United? I help me out. You are the historian guy. Eighteen thirty five. Eighteen thirty five. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Uh that's when like Texas has not been setting its way since eighteen thirty
0: four. Well, no, so. that's when it started setting in its ways, like what it is to mean to be Texan. You know? And then that's kinda like there's the spirit of that has been involved with a lot of the decisions that the state has made.
3: Actually a lot of that changes with generations with yeah. individual people. I mean um when I first came to Texas in nineteen eighty, um it wasn't it the the I'm sorry, it was 1981. The following year, Texas elected its first Republican governor in over 100 years.
0: Want to say that again slowly? In
3: 1982, the year after I came to Texas, Texas elected its first Republican governor in over 100 years. Prior to that, I'd been Democrat the whole time. And and it started changing because the Democrats were changing themselves. Um and so Texas changes and what it means to be a Texas that whole what it means to be a Texan thing changes all the time. Well, like to give you an idea. I mean, you're not well, me me me, area. Me, I mean, me a lot of people idea. consider themselves Texans so, are, about, from, are from Michigan. I'm talking about like the way when I came down here from we, Virginia,
0: we govern our state. So like I if you look up the state uh, the way we
3: govern our state has not has been pretty much the same since 18 I want to say 79 was when they re 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 redid the constitution so like but the, the texas state constitution is a bookshelf because for any serious law in texas you actually have to alter the constitution
0: well yeah well i mean i was thinking more of like for example how much private land and public land is in texas
3: well, all the public land in Texas, except for that which was directly sold to the United States government, belongs to the state of Texas. Yes, that's, but how much— That's
0: unique to so Texas. So I just pulled this up, and this is probably not a right stat, but basically percentage public land in Texas is 4.2 percent of all of land in Texas is public. Yeah. So to me, that's the, like the idea of Texas is like you got your land, like it's your land. So basically 95.8 percent is privately owned. Yeah. And I don't know what the stats of other states are. But I imagine we're a little different than other states when it comes to owning private like you know, because you know, Texas fought for the land, Texans did.
3: No, most states are like that.
0: Really? The the percentages run the same?
3: Pretty close probably. Let's
0: see. What give me a state?
3: Nevada. No, not Nevada, because most of that's still public land because nobody wants it. Um
2: Oh,
0: it doesn't fit your narrative.
3: <laughs> well, let's go let's to right Cali- next door. Louisiana. Let's do, let's do California to let's let's California. Let's go right next door and talk to Louisiana. Let's see. I'm looking
0: at California. California, 47.7% is owned by the federal government of California. So there you go. There, scratch that one. Okay.
3: Yeah, but California's got two giant national parks.
0: Uh, 8% of Louisiana is owned by the federal government. See, so 92%. And then Wisconsin has 53 owned by the federal government. That by the state, also by... Th- yeah. So there you go. I mean, it's a little higher.
3: Yeah. See, they're 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 closer. We're they're, we're except for California, which you knew that. Californians aren't allowed to own aren't allowed to own anything.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like the mentality of the state. Now, I'm not saying other states don't have the same similar mentality. I'm just saying the mentality of Texas, that's like that's one of the key things that Texas believes in is like having your like you own your land. Yes. That's
3: that's part of the American dream. Yes, and that's what the house with the picket fence, the children in the yard are the you know, two car garage,
0: or the you know the hundred acres of nothing, and because you said you you you're,
3: you forty I have forty acres.
0: That's a lot. That's fun. That's not a lot. What can you do? Your oh the cult stuff. That's what that's what's going on. <laughs> forty uh,
3: acres is a quarter mile square. Still, it's not even a square I mean, mile.
0: How long does it take you to walk that?
3: Uh. To walk to, to walk the to walk the fence? Yeah, if you walk yeah. Uh long butt time because there's a ridge in the middle of it and literally? it's, and I mean, it's deep still, woods. Yeah. I I literally can only only see the, well, I'm gonna build on it. You know. Colt. Yeah, I know. Huh? You wanted to build a colt. I'm too old to build a yeah. colt. That's that takes too much effort. Oh man. But uh That's a young man's game.
0: But basically, what I'm trying to say is Texas has a different mentality than uh, so each state has its own thing. Yeah, and Texas has its own mentality. Like people, I don't know. It's a little different. I feel like it's different, especially when people perceive you as Texan. Okay, like people, if I visit somewhere, they're like, "Oh, you're from Texas," so they already know that they you think know, they I like know. guns and you know. Well, I know, but I'm saying like that's yeah. a known thing. I don't think that's going to change for a while. That is true. I don't,
3: I don't. It is it's not and, and the perception is always going is, is always going to be that get, Texans are loud and rowdy and and fire off weapons for no readily apparent reason yeah. and, you know despite well, the like, fact I which wonder, is weird because we were the last state or one of the last states to actually relax our concealed none, weapon yeah. laws and the most the, the thing the, the the as as a non-Texan because I'm not actually from Texas, I'm from pretty much everywhere else. Um, the one thing that's always struck me about Texas as what can be a state identity is the independence of the people of Texas. Texans are insanely independent. Even, mm-hmm. even Texas progressives and liberals are insanely independent and, and do not want the government in their, in, their, in their face too much. Yeah, It's like, give me your money, but stay out of my yard kind of thing.
0: Well, it's kind of always wondered about, like, when people migrate somewhere and, like, what what it, are they converted to afterwards? So, like, for example, do you think there's a stat of, like, how long it takes a new person to buy cowboy boots?
3: Because I still I, don't own any. I've was, been here for 30, yeah, what, 40 years. But I,
0: I wonder if a lot of people face that. It's like, oh, I got to get a pair of cowboy boots. I'm in Texas now.
3: I feel like the people who do that aren't going to stay here very long. They're really just visiting.
0: Yeah, well, I feel like cowboy boots are. You could definitely tell it's dying off because I remember growing up in Houston, that was like kind of a norm where you could wear cowboy boots with your suit.
3: Yeah, but today,
0: but today's fashion has taken over. Like the world now has its own fashion, and it's now you gotta wear nice shoes. Like it's not. Comparable. Cowboy boots
3: are nice shoes.
0: Well, you know, what I'm saying, like, when now, like, the marketing campaign of fashion—it's so global now. It's like boots aren't a part of that.
3: Oh, I I beg to differ. You don't think? You, I mean, so if you if like, you can afford a good pair of boots, oh yeah, no, I like then boots. then 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 your boots are are welcome wherever you go. And when I say a good pair of boots, you know the store down in downtown that that does custom boots. I can never remember its name. No, there's a lot of stores that do custom boots. No, there's one store that does
0: custom boots. Oh, Abilene had like seven, huh? Abilene had like seven. oh Texas has.
3: I mean, Houston has like thirty, but there's one store oh, in Houston that does okay. custom boots. That does custom boots. That you know, that everybody comes to get them. You know, W W got his boots here, and and you know, is that the president? Is that the W W? Yeah, the okay. president, Make President sure. W, President George W. Sure Bush.
0: Understand. Well, uh, well, Brett, it's nine fifty three. Uh, we're going to be closing up this segment because we do have an interview with Steve Carlson from T-Mobile talking about upcoming register uh, vote, register to vote event happening at the chamber. Uh, again, Sean's not in the studio. He's out uh, around 10 o'clock here in about eight minutes, seven minutes. Um, I don't know the word permission. The uh, mayor's per what, permission. Funerary procession. Per funerary, funerary procession. There you go. It looks yeah. like it's starting. Yeah, there you go. Well... Uh, we're gonna take a quick break, yeah, uh, top of the about hour, to have a bad day. and then when we come back, we're gonna introduce the uh oh bad day, bad day, uh <laughs> man. We're gonna introduce the interview we pre-recorded with Steve from T-Mobile here around the ten o'clock spot. So please stick around. You've been listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Uh, yeah, we'll be right back.
4: Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning.
5: Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app for your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That is Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1.
0: Did you know there are more than 790 abused and neglected children currently in foster care in Montgomery County? Will you help make a difference? I'm Allie Stevens with CASA Child Advocates of Montgomery County. We train and support volunteers to be the voice of children in the foster care system. Kids removed from their home because of abuse and neglect, and we need volunteers just like you to advocate for these children. To learn more about becoming an advocate, please visit costaspeaksforkids.com. That's costaspeaksforkids.com.
4: This is Rick TRC. Every Tuesday on my show, Afternoons with Lone Star from 3 to 7, I play back-to-back classic rock hits. That's right. I like to call it a 2 for Tuesday or a 3 for whatever it is you'd like. Call the request line 936-647-3776 or message me on Facebook, Afternoons with Lone Star, make a music request. That's right. You can do it. Here's what else. Go over to our website, IRLoneStar.com. Get the app on your phone. It's easy. You'll like it.
5: Lone Star Community Radio is ready for the summer. If you or anyone you know is looking for a summer internship, Lone Star Community Radio is a great place to learn the radio and TV business. Contact the station at info at IRLoneStar.com or call the station's message line at 936-647-647. Lone Star Community Radio offers a great opportunity to those interested in learning about the radio world Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today the sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. core love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V.org. Will you help defend the orphan?
4: Listen in Mondays at noon to hear Conroe news from local nonprofits, businesses, upcoming events, Conroe Park events, news stories, and information that matters to you with your host Margie Taylor of Taylorized PR. For more information about being a guest, visit slash Conroe Culture.
0: All right, you're listening to Dick and Skippy here. It's 10 a.m. We're going to run the interview we did with Steve Carlson from T Mobile now. Uh, so, guys, we, Brett and I, will be back shortly after this interview. So please stick around. You're listening to Lone Star Community Radio, IRLoneStar.com.
1: Hey, we're back. Dick and Skippy in the mornings. I know it's really weird to hear my voice right now because it's been special guest co-host Brett yeah. taking the day so far. I can't tell you what time it is on the dot because we're pre-recording this part. We have an amazing interview with an awesome guy uh, that unfortunately uh, we couldn't do live because I'm you know very busy and important with other issues. But we got him on the phone right now. Yeah, we
2: do. I'm Who do we have on the phone?
1: We got Steve Carlson on the phone. Now, Steve is with—he's uh, part of T-Mobile's PR team.
0: Yes, and if you didn't know, folks, uh, T-Mobile is invading Conroe uh, in good ways. So they are they teamed up with the Chamber for an upcoming voter registration event. Uh, it's hosted by T-Mobile, and it's going to be on Thursday, September 24th, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Chamber, which is located at 505 West Davis Street. Again, that's Thursday, September twenty fourth, from eleven a.m. to two p.m. Uh, it's about come out and register to vote. Uh, and so we got Steve on the line.
1: Welcome, Steve, to the show. Hey, Dick. Hey, Skippy. How you guys doing? Oh, we're rocking. Thanks for yeah. uh, you know diving in the deep end here with us, not knowing what to expect. Hopefully, that's you did your true. due diligence well, on us. You
0: know, what's funny is we could have had him on during the show, uh-huh. but I didn't trust Brett. Yeah, Brett's a conspiracy theorist. Well, yeah, Brett would we'll, take you down a dark dark he, alley. He would, yeah, he'd start asking about stuff about T-Mobile and what you really do with your networks.
1: Yeah, what's 6G going to do to us down the line. So uh, first off, Steve, tell us a little about, about yourself so people know we just haven't made you up.
6: Sure, yeah, I appreciate that. Um, so I am part of T-Mobile's public relations team, as you said. So basically, you know, as a company, we do a lot of things. And we're, we're doing things like, You know, rolling out our network, and we've been expanding that for years. We're, we're, you know, we've been opening up new stores in parts of the United States that haven't had T-Mobile locations before. Um, We also had a merger with Sprint earlier this year. And, you know, that's a lot of stuff, you know, for a company to be talking about. And so what I do is help people kind of understand, you know, what T-Mobile's story is and what we're up to.
1: Awesome. So let's talk about this event coming up. So it's called the T-Mobile for Voter Registration Event. I myself would have come up with something a little bit more catchy, like, like what? You, you know, kick kick the vote <laughs> in the butt, you know, because they already have Rock the Vote. So you know, but this is voter registration eat the vote for breakfast, something, you know. I just yeah, you know,
0: you're that's horrible idea, uh, Steve.
1: Uh, work on those PR skills and come up with a you know funkier name. That's just <laughs> i, I- M- HO. But tell us about the event.
6: Sure. Well, you know, regardless of where you fall on the political spectrum this year, I, in my lifetime, I can't think of a, an election where getting your voice heard is going to be more important than this one. Um, so the most important thing is just, you know, get out and vote. Make sure you're registered to vote. Um, you know, there's a lot of news and has been, you know, a lot of news about all of the, you know, mail-in voting, you know, options this year and challenges about that, that, that could happen with, with mail-in ballots and things like that. The most important thing we can do as citizens is get registered. You know, yep. get your voice heard because on November third, um, you want to make sure that you had a chance to to let your uh, government know how you feel.
0: Well, and that's something that a lot of people who live in the Montgomery County area it is very important to know where you're registered because. And Sean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, the only way to mail in vote from what in this area is you have to register and then you also have to request. And it has to be for a reason. Yeah, in Texas, so, there
1: are very there's there are several steps uh, in order to get a mail-in or absentee ballot. The correct.
0: next step, from what I understand, you can correct me if I'm wrong, is when the early voting happens in the Conroe, Montgomery County area, you are eligible to vote at any voting pl- uh, place around uh, in, in the, that count. the county. Uh-huh. So you don't have to vote at your specific registered location. But when November 3rd comes around, on that day, you have to go to your specific— Voting booth or voting place. So, uh, yeah,
1: your polling station, Dick, I am so proud I, you of know you. What? I'm going to well, cry with pride. Because that's
0: early voting is something that I take advantage of, mainly because we're right across the street from the courthouse, but I'm not registered in this area. Mm-hmm. So, but so early voting is really easy for me because I would just walk across the street from the studio and go early vote. Uh, so, voter registration is very, is very important for people who don't know where they're registered or if they haven't registered because once you go to this event, you'll find out. Uh, like where your polling locations, all that kind of stuff, because uh, that's uh, that's yeah. that's on the minds of a lot of people in Conroe and Montgomery County because they don't know where to go. This county is pretty big, so uh, there you go. That's so this is happening on uh, September 24th. What do people expect? Like when they drive up to the chamber, what do they need to bring with them?
6: I don't know the the specific details there. I would I would believe you would want to have. Um, some form of identification. I don't know the Texas laws specifically. If you need a picture ID or just some sort I, of, I would bring everything you got of your address.
0: I would bring yeah, like ten forms. Bring ten forms of yep. identification. Bring your birth certificate. You don't want to have any excuses because I can see that happening. Because uh, I know yep. here in Texas that typically you get registered almost automatically when you get a driver's license. Uh, so mm. outside that, if you don't have a driver's license, you might want to look up. And actually, what we'll do in the uh, description of, of today's show, we'll put in all the information you need to know about how to register to vote in Montgomery County what to bring to this event because uh, registering is important if you don't know if you're registered right now because usually they mail out a card once every, was it two years, a year? you get, like, a little card here, Sean?
1: Yeah, um, especially if, if you move. And, of course, with, you know— uh, more mail-out ballots in fact my mom got one yesterday and she was kind of tripping saying what do i do i'm like you're going to go with me to early vote you, you yeah. know we'll just mask and, you uh, up there."
0: a great resource i can think on top of my head right now to the listeners here at montgomery county is mctx.org slash election uh typical uh, when there's typically election going on in montgomery county that's the website at checkout where you can actually type in your zip code your location and something fell behind me. Oh, that-
1: what are you doing, Dick?
0: Oh, don't worry about it. Uh, but that's a great website for resource to like know where you're registered and all that kind of stuff. Right. So now, if you have Steve,
1: questions. Quick, quick question: What inspired yeah. T-Mobile to get in on this? I mean, obviously, as you said, this is in, for someone. For most people, this is kind of like a game-changing, earth-moving election. I'm pretty old. Uh, My my first uh, time I voted was for Reagan, so that'll that'll put that in perspective. And I've seen, you know, every year they say or every election cycle, oh, this one is the most important, but I kind of feel that this one is. So why did T-Mobile hop on board this, uh, finding it so important to talk about?
6: Well, we think that having your voice heard is very important. Um, And, you know, for a lot of folks, like voting is the best chance for them to express that. Um, so, you know, voter registration is something that we all could get behind, regardless of what your political party is. Um, it's something that we all appreciate. And, uh, you know, as a communications company, you know, that if we have a voice that we can use to help spread the word for, you know, civic engagement, then we'll, we'll take that spot.
0: Oh, for sure. I think, uh, I think it's a smart move by T-Mobile to get involved with this kind of level of community uh, work. Because, like you said, it's you're not telling people who to vote for, but you want people to register to vote and get out and vote. And especially with uh, the high profile election coming up, you need to know the right information so you don't get confused when it does come down to the day you decide to go vote. You have everything in order that way. There's no nothing stopping you. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, and you
6: guys are you guys are spot on that you know do it as soon as you can because you know mail in voting has been on the rise over the last several elections, but Mm -hmm. Predicted to explode in popularity this time around so for a lot of people this is the first time they might be doing mail-in ballots yeah. or early voting
2: so mm-hmm.
6: all the more reason to get up to speed learn what the process is in your area um, So that there are no surprises and you and you make sure your voice is heard on November
0: third. Well for sure so again, let's just remind people T-Mobile is hosting a event at the uh, local Conroe Lake Conroe Chamber of Commerce On September 24th from 11 a.m. To 2 p.m. at the chamber, which is located at five zero five. West Davis Street, Uh, we'll put more information about that event, and also, again, like I said, what you need to bring. Uh, So let's, I kind of want to ask you something, Steve, because T-Mobile's really putting a a big push here in the Conroe area and trying to, you know, let people know about y'all's company. And to me, cell phones, I always kind of treated cell phones like, kind of like your cable provider, where every few years you just, you shift because there's a better deal. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, there's a, it's a highly competitive market and you always can find a better deal when the contract's up. You're like, Hey, let's just switch. I save X amount of dollars. So with uh, sprint being consumed by T-Mobile, what do you think going down like the future of T-Mobile? What can keep people on y'all's network and get and like lit Allison, new people to join you guys. What's the big incentive now?
6: Sure. That's a great question. I think, You know, the biggest driver for a lot of customers today to stay on a particular network is the network itself. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, as connection has been so critical. And, you know, we think back, you know, 15, 20 years ago when cell phones really started to take off, it was first a convenience. And then as we got cell phones, more people got them and the network coverage became better. It became A health and safety tool I mean you know if you were stranded on the side of the road if you had a cell phone you could call for help where you couldn't have done that a couple years before that Um, nowadays as we all know cell phones have become so ubiquitous they're such a part of our lives and the quarantine um, just underscored even more how important it is for us to be able to stay connected and you know back in the day you know, we had varying expectations for cell phone service, you know, meaning like, well, you know, we would say, oh, I'm going through a tunnel, I'm, I'm going to lose you, or I'm getting in an elevator, I'm going to lose you. Nowadays, we expect our phones to work in tunnels. We expect them to work in elevators, and we expect them to work in um, you know, even the most rural stretches of the country and the little corners that you know, you, you know, maybe you used to go hiking in or go vacation. You expect your cell phone to work in those areas now. And so you expect a provider that can do that. And so in the last several years, T-Mobile has been expanding first its 4G network to um, areas where we previously hadn't been before. And, and then in the last year, we've launched 5G now nationwide, um, including in the Conroe, Texas area. And that's a, that's a huge deal now because with 5G, number one, we're getting faster speeds, which is important, but the type of 5G that T-Mobile has rolled out first in this area is all about getting better service in buildings and in the furthest reaches of the area that might be outside of town so if people had a challenge years ago getting wireless service from any carrier um, in the areas outside of of Conroe then you know they're they're, to T-Mobile they're gonna get uh, better coverage than they would have even a couple years ago and same thing is if you're in your home Let's say years ago, maybe you would go down to the basement and sometimes your cell phone didn't work as strongly as it used to. With T-Mobile's 5G, that coverage you get inside your a building or inside your home is better than it was, too, just based on the type of spectrum, without getting too nerdy, that we use with 5G. It penetrates buildings better.
0: Well, you know anyway, what, what I also want to let listeners know, especially in rural areas, one are of the benefits of having a strong network, and uh, my brother lives in Liberty County, and he lives in a very rural area.
1: It's so and, small that in, in case of emergency, you call 9-1. Yes.
0: Uh, and right. what's, what's interesting is the internet connection out there is you either pay a crazy amount of money because there's not an infrastructure there. So he had an option to either pay for satellite internet or he just upped his plan with his mobile carrier and he turned used, it into a hotspot. Hot and it was co- <laughs> it was cost effective for him and his family out there. So that's one of the things, especially those who live out in Conroe and live in an area that, who do not have access to, uh, I would say an internet provider. It's uh, T-Mobile and other folks like you are a great option for people who don't have that and want to have email, want to do like the basics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that To me, that's one of the coolest things because I know when I go out and visit them, like we kind of all get all our phones together and download whatever movie. and then we're well, like-
1: well, Steve raised an excellent point. Again, you know, I'm older and you know, the T-Mobile's got the, 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 can you hear me now guys, the spokesman, but a lot of people don't realize that back in the day that wasn't ironic that those commercials for the other network going, can you hear me now? That would be our life where we'd have to pick a section of the house or a room or outside mm-hmm. to literally hold it up to make sure we had bars. And so I, I've, Seen my, my first cell phone literally, I slung over my shoulder in a carry case so it would hold the battery. Oh, so, yeah, so I've I been those. you know, I, I'm, I'm Houston did, cellular did, boy. Did from, you just <laughs>
0: say that you're like a really important person back then? I
1: was a very important person even back then, <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know it yet, and unfortunately, neither, neither did anyone else. But yeah, so the, the 5G now. Some, you know, the Alex Jones of the world saying like 5G is going to make people born no. with gills. That's not the case, right? I mean, this oh, is. yeah, just...
0: I'm pretty sure Steve
6: knows the answer to this.
1: Oh, he, he Steve would be honest with us if this were, you know, a big old brain takeover <laughs> what a thing. Question.
6: Yeah, there, there are no credible scientific reports yeah. so that back that
1: up. I figured as such. I just wanted to, yeah. you know, we we have certain listeners that may want to hear that <laughs> directly. Well, I mean, what I. What I love is it's one of those things
0: that it's always something developing, and like you said, you're bringing 4G to 5G, and there's, you know, the the names are a big reason people move to networks and and getting better coverage. And one thing I want to ask you is, uh, as the PR standpoint of T-Mobile, does T-Mobile feel that at one point you guys want to replace pretty much the uh, communication uh, hub for a house? So, like, that means, like, the internet, the phone.
1: Oh, like, kind of a T-Mobile smart house kind of thing? Yeah,
0: like, that's <laughs> that's who we, because that's one of the decisions as families, because that became a big deal. Remember when cell phones were individually purchased, but then it's like, family plan, five phones, X, Y, Z. It's so cost-effective for all your kids. And I'm thinking, like, well, I guess the next step is just, you know, you have one bill, and you pay for your internet and phone from T-Mobile or from whoever. Like
1: total integration. Yeah. Tr- trademark pending.
6: Yeah, yeah. That- yeah, that's a great point. In fact, we have started offering uh, T-Mobile Home Internet in some areas. Uh, really? Because, you know, yeah, because the our wireless network is strong enough that people can use it as a replacement for their cable. So you get your wireless service through us in your home. You get your, you know, your regular phone service with us, your voice and data service, and um, we can be your primary internet connection too. And then once you do that, you can start using. You know your your wi-fi to start connecting a lot of other things in your home if you have a google nest or an amazon alexa you can start connecting all that together so there's a lot you can do once you get that that nice strong reliable connection in your home and so t-mobile's been getting into that space too because we have the network that can do that kind of stuff
0: yeah i really think that's going to be a game changer for a lot of folks because out here in conroe montgomery county we really don't have that many options for ip providers And that's my con because me being at the station owner, we have a lot of technical disadvantages with that because we like to stream to Facebook. We like to do these things. We're always broadcasting. And that's one of my biggest kind of like prayers every day is like, please, someone bring better Internet to downtown Conroe (laughs) because everywhere else I feel like is getting the better Internet. But we are not. Because I don't know why, like I feel like there's there's gatekeepers around downtown going no more. You have to. I think I think Dick's throwing on the gauntlet here, Steve. So, well, I know. just <laughs> he's he's begging for for good <laughs> well, stuff here. It's funny, is like one of the first providers we had here was a, a company called Clearwire, and they were a three G similar. They basically had a tower, mm-hmm. and that's where you got you. They gave you a little sand dollar looking thing, or you could get a hub, but it's all wireless. There's no you don't plug into a cable box. It's like nothing like that. And we had that for about a year, and I loved it because it created our mobile options for us. Mm -hmm. And this is before Mm -hmm. phones could be hotspots. So this is like for businesses and stuff, I don't think people really connect yet what this 5G kind of stuff offers local businesses here in Montgomery County. Uh, It it could change your business, the way you operate and communicate with people. So people need to keep, you know, tune in to T-Mobile with this 5G stuff because it really could change your business.
1: And I'm presuming that for the event on Thursday, this Thursday one uh, between 11 and two at the Next, chamber yeah, 24th. Yeah sorry yeah. Uh, that, that day <laughs> I saw Thursday the 24th. Well no that's yeah not you know not that's right. today's Thursday. so by the time this episode airs, it'll be this upcoming Thursday. Oh, yeah. I had it right for once. but I'm, I'm presuming that um, there will be staff there, Steve to when people having questions about T-Mobile in general, um, they'd be able to get their answers there too.
6: Yeah, I w- I, w- I believe we have people there that can help with all of the the phone and internet questions and everything like that too.
0: Oh, well, cool. Awesome. Well, I know uh, Stephen. Th-
1: Steve, thanks so much for calling in. Let us know about T-Mobile and the upcoming register to vote event. Yeah, hey, I, I know we're short on time, but I have a great PR idea for Steve oh, here. He you go. can take it and run with it, Steve. I've been working. On, okay, I've been working on this one. So, like you know, you and all the competitors out there, you know, we cover ninety eight percent of this person or ninety nine percent of the nation or this and that. Okay, what you guys need to do is find the one town that doesn't have it. You know, like anything? Be the first one there. You know, Hackensack, Wyoming, something like that. Whoever it is, and and be the first network there and have like a great race kind of thing. There's, uh, I tell
6: you, in our race to get to 99, percent we were the first in a lot of areas too. Nice. And, uh, it's a, uh, you know, it it's a good feeling to to bring that connection to communities that have never had it before. That's that's for sure. And for those that towns that have been waiting, it's it's a very it's a very satisfying experience for them. It's peace of mind that they can reach you know, emergency services for the first time from their homes if they didn't have good service or, or you know, anywhere they're out and about. Um, to be able to have that phone as a lifeline for the first time, it's uh, it's very gratifying for sure.
0: Awesome. That's well, great cool. to hear. Well, again, all the information that we discussed with Steve is going to be located in the description. Uh, again, Steve, thanks so much for calling in and letting us know what's going on for this event coming up at the Chamber. And uh, you have a good rest of the day, all right?
6: Thank you, guys. And by the way, I just want to say thank you both for what you're doing with Lone Star Community Radio, too, because if there was ever a time when radio has been such an important connection for people, it's been this year, too. You know, when we all stopped going into work and we were staying at home to be safe, you know, our DJs became our lifeline, too. Those were our connections. And um, the people who kept us informed on everything that was going on, in the world and in our communities, it's huge. And there's always going to be a place for community radio. I love what you guys are doing and keep it up.
1: All right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Appreciate that. And uh, yeah, we're going to get back
0: to the, with Brett and I, with you Sean. I'm going to magically disappear. And uh, that, that, that was our interview. So we'll see you guys later. All right, there we go. That was the interview. What do you think, T-Mobile? Thank you so much for uh, joining us, Steve, and talking about the voter registration event coming up here in Conroe, and also about uh, you know T-Mobile in general. You know, it's funny, Brett. If uh, during the interview with them, I asked them about what T-Mobile's future plans are, because to me, as a business, the cellular market is always kind of changing. Yeah, and it's always about the new technology. What can it do? But then I. If you think about it, like I, what we were talking about during that interview with Steve, was you know, as the infrastructure gets better, it's, it's change. it will change our future lives with having the technology and the, the exchange of information to the point where, like, our phone will become it is already is kind of like our main way to run a business, run a household, and things like that. Like, you can do your taxes on your phone, you can control your lights on your phone. You can be in your office and you are going, hey, start the crockpot, you know that kind of stuff. And with information and especially exchanging large files at a fast rate, because I was watching a video from I think it was 1990, like two, and it was at a Circuit City, and they were talking about the the uh, Apple computers and another computer and it was showing like what they were trying to sell. And the whole everyone there, you could tell, had no idea what this guy was talking about. Like, oh, how much RAM does it have? How many gigabytes? This is like, a, you know, the floppy disk. This is the, this is so why floppy disks were better than the the real floppy disks, like the hard disks compared to the...
3: The smaller disks were yeah. better than the big big
0: ones. And it was just like, and everybody there was just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. See,
3: I remember when there were 12-inch floppy disks.
0: Wow. That's that was really the big. original floppy disk. I thought was, it was like a 9 big by old 9 big old twelve-inch. Nine x nine, is it 9 there by were 12
3: 9 inch, the, there were twelve-inch. they were twelve-inch. They went. It was twelve-inch. Went down to nine-inch. Then that went down to five and a, five and a quarter. And that and then that went down to three and a half. Yeah, and like, but now we're, And then the CDs started coming out, and I was like, ah.
0: Well, there was that weird period where it was uh, like Zip drives for like two years. Zip drive was the ultimate. Oh yeah,
3: that big tape-looking yeah. thing like, wow. But
0: now, now everything's cloud-based. And then, like, one thing my brother was showing me is he... Yeah,
3: okay, you understand the cloud is just somebody else's computer,
0: right? Yeah, well, it's not... I meant more of for the consumer, like, literally... Yeah, for the
3: consumer, literally somebody else's computer.
0: Oh, yeah. And now you don't have to buy those things, though. Because what I was... During this video, they were trying to...
2: Why not? I'd
3: rather have all of my information and everything I care about on a single terabit drive. Because you can get a terabit drive, terabyte drive... For maybe a hundred bucks.
0: Oh no, I, I uh, me, I totally get it. Like I, all the music I own is local. It's on my. I have an old school. See, iPod when I started
3: with computers, and memory was expensive. I mean, memory cut came down to. I mean, computers were about, $100, about, $100, about $100 a hundred. About a hundred bucks. About a hundred bucks a kilobyte.
0: Yeah, but now with the ooh, that guy once fell. Sorry, sir. Uh, what? But now. Why are you
3: sorry? It wasn't, did you did you break up that sidewalk? Yeah, I guess it was me who tripped them.
0: Uh, <laughs> but now, what I'm trying to say is the average consumer, like say for example, my wife. My wife, one of the things that blew my mind about her is she didn't own a computer. And I was like, wait, that's like insane. Yeah, I was like, wait a second, like, what? And she's like, yeah, I just do everything through my phone, like my taxes, like my word compositions, and everything through the phone. And I was like, that is, I, I that will is never, insane. I will never do that. And then I got her a laptop, uh, and she doesn't use it. And I was like, why don't you type this? Because she's like, hey, look, look at this, this medical thing I did. And I'm like, why didn't you just do this on the computer? Like, that looks like it Did you f-
3: tell her the story of the milkmaid and the eggs?
0: No, I don't even know that story. Tell me that okay, story.
3: It's, an old, it's an old. it's an old, it might be an Aesop's fable. So, milkmaid has some chickens, and they laid a bunch of eggs. So, okay. she grabs all the eggs... And puts them in a basket and starts walking off to the fair to sell her eggs. Now, while she's walking to the fair to sell her eggs, she's thinking about all the things. She's like, okay, I'm going to sell the eggs. I'm going to buy a couple of cows. I'm going to have my own farm and blah, blah, blah. And she's making all these plans about what she's going to do with the money she's going to get from selling the eggs. She gets about halfway there and she trips and drops the basket. All the eggs break. There are two morals from that story. The first one is don't count your chickens before they hatch. Okay. And the second one is don't keep your eggs all in one basket.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I told her that, that lifestyle is an extreme because yeah. you're stuck to this one device. But she uses the cloud service for a lot of her stuff. And it's it, and it's usually she bought the Apple. She has an iPhone, so she has whatever Apple provides. I don't know what it's called. Uh, but I was thinking, you know, the average person now, when they're going forward, they're like, oh, I'll just go whatever T-Mobile gives me, and I'll just buy whatever what's going on there. And Steve was talking about putting uh, T-Mobile in your house, where, like, they give you the the, the hub, and, the, and your whole Internet structure is run by T-Mobile, not just your phone, like your Internet yeah. provider. And I can see that because when we first – I said in the interview, like, when we first started here, we bought this thing called Clearwire, which yeah. was the same idea where there's one big tower here in Conroe – And the connection was perfect because the tower was like literally two blocks down, so we were fine for our limit of what we're doing this before video. But then when we wanted to go video, we're like, okay, now we're gonna have to jump that hurdle. But I can see the average person that's that's gonna be the norm because, like you said, you're cutting cable, and right now back you know oh I'm
3: not cutting cutting I'm cutting cable TV. Well, I mean like I want to keep the I want to keep the cable service. Well, the
0: provider is now changing the the presentation of it. Cause back in the day, I know my dad was like, Oh, easy phone, TV, internet, yeah, all one deal. But now people are it's like, ex-
3: it's ex- you, the, the bundles are actually more expensive than just getting the one oh, yeah. thing and buying. Well, no,
0: of- me personally, we have Suddenlink, and I kid you not, our bill doubled within a year and we just do internet. Oh, well, and I was like, and I called them I was like, Hey, just so you know, like I sent, here's a bill and I sent them a bill from like eight months ago. And I know we sign on to a special contract or whatever, Well, that's what you do is
3: you call them when your contract's about to run up, you call them up and you negotiate a new contract. I've actually reduced my bill the last three years because I call them up at the end of the contract oh, and yeah. I negotiate a new contract. Well, well, what you know, it's like, what are you going to give me to not go to – I mean, I use AT&T, so what are you going to give me to not go to Comcast? And – I don't know. They I mean, they connect me to their customer retention program. And their customer retention program cuts me a deal.
0: Well, I like the idea of what T Mobile is doing because in certain rural areas, like here, you're stuck with two people consolidated and suddenly, uh-huh. and they do not offer very good business internet. That we are we're a very intense internet company. Like we do all our video. I wish I, I wish we could have internet here that we could do YouTube Live, Facebook Live, and then we can do other platforms live during the show but unfortunately yeah. with the the bandwidth here they're the even if i bought their most expensive one they still can't cover that
3: what's their top end 3.5 3. meg
0: well i'm talking about up so like right now i think we're doing uh 20 20 up yeah. and i think their top end is 30 and it still wouldn't be no that's not it's enough. still not enough and and that's okay we're just a unique business that like depends on the internet like, most businesses kind of just need a simple network and, you know, that kind of stuff. But uh, but unfortunately here, I don't know if there was, like, some mafia deal with the city of Conroe where it's, like, we're only lit in Suddenlink and, and consolidated in downtown.
3: Actually, in Texas, there there is that kind of deal I all over it. the place, everywhere. Um,
0: well, because, I mean, you're talking about setting uh, deals with, like, because they're paying for the infrastructure. Well,
3: you know, like, Comcast is in, in is in... Well, AT and everywhere. AT and T's everywhere that AT and T's everywhere they want to be. Every AT and T is everywhere that Southwestern Bell used to be.
0: Well, like, because AT and T
3: is Southwestern. We Bell.
0: get ads, uh-huh. mail ads saying get Comcast. I'm like, finally, like because I know yeah,
3: Comcast ain't well, here. And it's not in Conroe.
0: Well, that's what I get ads, and I'm like, oh, right, finally, they're here. And I call, and I'm like, oh yeah, we don't service that box, like down yeah. the road. I'm like, well, then why are you sending me stuff, man? Like you're giving my hopes up. And and that's what I think. what's... because
3: it, you're still within the monopoly range of but like Sudden a, Link or whatever.
0: But like, say T-Mobile goes, hey, you they don't
3: know, care because they're they're, yeah. they're 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 mobile phones.
0: Yeah, and then you go, you can bring this internet towers. anywhere. Yeah, and if you're not like if, outside of my business, I can see it working for a home. Like, yeah. like oh, we're just watching Netflix, or we're.
3: Well, see, I can hotspot my phone anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm on I'm on Verizon, and I can hotspot my phone anywhere. I mean, I pay a little bit of extra for the data usage, but. Very convenient,
2: but that's, that's what I
0: was trying to say. Is it's yeah. changing the way we operate, and it's like all spectrums of our lives: our family life, our yeah. you know, the business life, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm kind of curious to see where it goes because, like, it, it, I remember it changed my life in a, in a in a tech way. I remember we had 56k, and my parents were basically saying like We don't need this. You need this, so you have to pay for it. So you got <laughs> you got to figure out how to pay for it." Oh, and fifty six K wasn't cheap back in the yeah, day. Yeah, and so we had to figure I think it was like sixty bucks a month or something like that for everything what we were doing. And then when uh if it was
3: six, it was sixty bucks a month for the dial up service. Yeah, for like the phone line. Plus, no, no, for the service that you t- called to. Yeah. And then it was a minimum of thirty dollars for the dedicated phone line.
0: I, yeah, I forgot my brother and I always went in on it and We had to figure it's, it out. It was out.
3: close to hundred bucks back when hundred bucks was a lot of money.
0: Yeah, and luckily, uh, my brother. And 100 had, my brother a had a hundred bucks for a teenager was a crap ton. My brother had a job at the time, so he basically paid most of it. He was a big tech guy. He was, a big, oh, yeah. he was one of those dudes. And then it changed when Time Warner released the Roadrunner campaign, where it was brought. It was uh, cable internet. Yeah. It wasn't DSL. It was cable. It was cable. And I remember At the same
3: time, AT and T was doing DSL, but DSL always had limitations because it had through the phone line. distance limitations.
0: Yeah, I was also yeah, yeah the infrastructure to the phone line, and so we conv- I remember we convinced my dad. I was like, "We got to get this. This is gonna be great. You know, you're using the computer more." Blah 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 blah. Yeah. blah. and uh, so that that really right when that speed happened. That's see when that's what
3: that's how Comcast got. I got into on Houston. the internet. That's how Comcast got into Houston because uh, Houston and most of the Houston. Um like the
0: greater Houston areas?
3: The the Greater Houston area, most of the most of the towns in the greater Houston area um cut a monopoly deal with Warner.
0: Yeah, I believe it.
3: Warner and Cube, but then Warner bought Cube, so but uh when Warner decided they didn't want to be in Texas anymore, because Texas is actually very limiting to most um utility providers. Um Warner sold out their Texas con- their Houston contract to 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 Comcast and that's how Comcast got into Houston.
0: Well, because do you think the like the T-Mobile thing like what he was talking about, say you have that hub with you. it's like a briefcase or whatever. It's not probably not as big as a briefcase, but you could go anywhere in the world. So like say I'm visiting my family up in Wisconsin or something for two weeks. I could pack that up, bring it to my Wisconsin friend's house, and that's I have my own hub there. Yeah, and like to me, that's really cool because that's I don't know I can't think of myself going forward without internet access. Like I want to make sure I have it. It's so, like my brother in Liberty; they don't have internet over there. Like it's, it costs crazy amounts of money, so they they just use their phones and they down and that's what they stream and stuff like that. So when I go down there, that's how we watch sports. Or, what did you do when Harvey hit? Harvey hit. Oh, I uh, luckily had a new uh, dog, a new dog. So I hung out with the dog pretty much every day. The dog know. had internet?
3: Well, no. it's just I
0: was <laughs> occupied training the
3: dog. Ah, see, that's, uh, believe it or not, when, when the internet goes, you can walk well, out I'm the a bit door. Well,
0: I've more of like, if I know tomorrow's going to be normal, I need to have access to the station. I need to have certain things set up. Yeah. Where like like when we go on vacation, I have to have that. Yeah. Because like, we I've still got to be tied to this place one way or another. Yeah. And I, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. For me, I have to be able to do that. So that's
3: because you don't have an assistant.
0: Well, I'm the only one that knows how to do everything. So we do have a assistant. We have Rick. Rick knows how to do stuff here, but it's more of me. I want to be able to respond and do stuff.
3: Because what's his name? Your little 18 year old intern left. You should have kept, yeah, kept him. Should have kept him. Should have made him stay. Be your assistant. Yeah. I get vacations. We're getting
0: there. We're getting there.
3: I get so. vacations. You being an intern, you don't get to. St- you don't get vacations. You have to be a paid employee to get vacations.
0: <laughs> but that, that, I think that's my my fault In, a, in a, as an entrepreneur. like I like to do everything I like because I know how to do it. Yeah. And that's where that's probably what's pulling me back a little bit. There's um, a lot
3: of Texas businesses that have that problem where the yeah. guy at the top doesn't know how to delegate. No. And so he's got, got his fingers in all of the pies, and it's like, no, no, just let other people do their job. Just make sure you hire good people. Yeah.
0: We're getting there, though. Uh, but... That's that's exciting to me about having internet everywhere. I can be able to do stuff cuz we really do for our entertainment at home. That's how we we use the internet just to watch everything. Now, I do have a I do have a really good DVD collection so if the you know if the internet goes down, we we have plenty of entertainment. But There you go. Outside that, we have I mean, we got records. We got oh th- yeah, cool stuff, man. If the apocalypse happens, we're good.
3: I had to buy a DVD player for my new computer cuz the computer I got early last year um actually about this time last year uh, was a gaming computer so it didn't actually come with a DVD player
2: yeah you just you know, get one cause of those USB you're supposed ones.
3: to download all download all your games but about half of my games are wrong yeah you just DVDs. get uh, you,
0: you just get one of those USB
3: just yeah that's what i did i got a usb one that cost like 9 bucks 10 yeah, bucks yeah i got one yeah just in case well i mean i Then I spent another 30 bucks and got a hard drive reader for my wife's computer. So she. Well,
0: I think if people want to get into tech, it's so easy and and inexpensive to do it. Yeah. But the most average person, I can totally see the phone is there. Like my, my wife, the perfect example. Like she's good with just the phone, she's good. It'll bite her in the ass. No, I believe it, but she's good for now. And that's why I gave her a laptop. I was like, "Here, use this whenever." And now she uses it for her class. So, yeah. She's doing online classes and stuff like that. And I can't imagine doing that. She's do it for 3 hours. And it I, to me that would drive me nuts. Cuz I, I walk I I make dinner when she has class, so I bring her dinner. And literally all it is is like 20 screen, little mini screens. <laughs> and you're sitting there watching, listening and oh, I'm,
3: oh, the little the 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 not Skype, it's Zoom, Zoom yeah. yeah, the and Zoom thinking, conferences and stuff. And and I'm stuff. like,
0: man, that's gotta be. And I asked her, I go, hey, can you turn off your camera? Like, what happens if you turn off your camera? And he goes, oh, the she goes, the the professor will call you out and ask, like, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to turn it back on and stuff like that.
3: I I ran a couple of I, I run a couple of D and D campaigns, and one of the one of one of the one of the groups that I was running with, um when when COVID first started being a thing, um, two of the people in the group have health issues that would ma- that make them particularly um vulnerable. Oh, to the so COVID. We, okay. I was yeah, like to COVID. So we decided to do a uh,
0: Oh yeah. That well that's what my buddy. We decided does...
3: to do a Discord.
0: Yeah, that's what my buddy for does. It. He didn't have any friends. Oh at my play, God though. it was
3: mind numbingly awful the oh. Discord because you you and I were talking to each other directly. Yeah. You can see my eyes, you can see my face, you, can, you get verbal cues. I mean, nonverbal cues. If you're on Discord, it's like, okay, now close your eyes. Close your eyes. Trust me, I'm not going to hit you or anything. Okay. But you really don't understand anything that I mean or what I'm saying. You have no idea when I'm stopping. You have no idea when you can come in because...
0: Well, there's a real talent to people who know how to dictate a Zoom interview or a Zoom conference. Oh, I know. And it, it, it takes, I mean, it takes someone special to really understand how, what words to use, what cues to use. And I can see D&D if you, like, if you really, I mean, you got to be on it. And that kind of defeats the purpose of, to me, d d is supposed to be kind of loose and fun. And
3: oh, yeah, and like it that. is. And, and it, one of the people was, and one of the people's partially deaf and what we didn't know until, until we did the discord, um, She cheats. She didn't actually listen so much. She because she can't hear as much. She reads. Li- she she partially reads lips.
0: <laughs> so if somebody's like.
3: So if well, and if, since it was a Discord and you don't have, and we weren't doing a video Discord, we were just doing a straight Discord. She had no idea what people were saying because she was like that, and so she was completely out of it because she had no idea what was going on.
0: I mean, yeah, I. It's so, it's so bizarre to me, especially when you're in a higher, like with her class that she's doing anatomy and stuff like that. And I was like, I don't really know how you can actually receive the knowledge and, and actually comprehend what's, what he's trying to tell you. But luckily for her, she's already taken the class a long time ago. So she's yeah. had to do a refresher. I've been to live lectures that I wasn't sure what I was learning. Oh, there are certain professors or is there a lady version of professor? professors is everything's just neutral? Professor, okay. Yeah. I don't know yet. You never know. There's Person always who new professes, there's a new word. There's always a new word for everything, but uh, I, there's always a certain ones that have the tones that, yeah. like to me, it's kind of like any church. For, 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 I, well, for, any for, church for. I go to, I'm out within like four minutes. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm like, okay. And it's so peaceful. I had the best sleep ever. Uh, yeah, I was
3: raised Lutheran, and there's a, there's this kind of singing, kind of talking thing that Lutheran ec- ministers do. That about five minutes into the sermon, yeah, you're asleep.
0: Yeah, and I love it because that's the best sleep you'll ever get. Uh, <laughs> but no, I can't imagine doing school online. With, what's neat is uh, till your uh,
3: mom thumps you.
0: Yeah, true. Uh, well, you know the teacher always like slams the book, and you're like, "Whoa!" Uh,
3: had a professor do that? Yeah, my sociology professor freshman year of college, whole full 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 lecture hall about 150 people. All of us were asleep oh. about 20 minutes into it. He slams his book and walks out.
0: Well, let me, okay. I want to ask you this cause you, you've, you've been to those like lectureships and stuff. And I asked my no. wife cause uh suddenly went down. Some crazy man hit the energy pole, which is right next to the, the, the thing, yeah, the internet and everything. So it was down all day power and that. Okay. And, and I was like, what are you going to do about class? Cause you can come up here if you want. Like we have internet up here and she's like, Oh, I'll just watch the recording. And I go, then why are you spending time in the middle of like our dinner? Like, why don't you just watch the recording? And he's like, Oh, the professor still wants you like wants us to be there. I'm like, well, what's the difference? I guess you can't really talk to each other.
3: You can ask. If if there's something that you particularly don't don't get, you can always raise your hand and ask.
0: Yeah. I mean, I would always be like, I'm watching the recording or listening to it or whatever on my own time. I mean,
3: to be fair, I dropped out of college pretty early on because I had a baby.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's... Well, I think that's what the convenience appeal to the online classes are is like for her... She's kind of treated like we know you're a full-time nurse. We know, so yeah. it's like, this is how we kind of work around your schedule. She goes to Lone Star College. And that's kind of like... Their, See, that's
3: really amazing. That's
0: Yeah. And like their mentality there is they work with you and then stuff like that. And especially with the professor, that's one thing I was impressed with is he was texting her uh-huh. going, like, where are you? And she's like, oh, well, you know the internet's... Wow, that's cool. Yeah. And I was like, that's why I told her. I was like, you can tell him like, the internet's down. I can send you... The status and like, so they don't think you're lying or something. And and I was like, just do it up here. And she goes, No. He said, I can just watch the recording this one time or whatever.
3: See, back in the day, colleges didn't didn't used to do that. They thought they were the most important people in your life and should be. Oh yeah. And it's like, you know, I've got a job, dude. I work full time. I need to feed myself.
0: Yeah, I I think. Well, I think there's also uh,
2: you should make my class your priority.
0: I think that's what kind of marks a good educator is they understand. The dynamics of each individual, and they get to know that person. They understand
3: what's going on, and well, it's hard to do in a hundred fifty person lecture.
0: Yeah. Well, I didn't. I never. I wasn't. I never had a class that big. So sorry. I went to U of H. Yeah, that's the farm schools. That's where they just get you in and get you. And I'm just gonna, yeah. Yeah. It no, is,
3: it's a factory school. I no, well,
0: that's one thing that's interesting with the. And I was thinking about this because, you know, in public education, especially in like K through 12, that's always the big, one of the big arguments every year, like classes are too big and things like that. And then when COVID hit and they're doing online, I was reading that there was an article about people, uh, certain teachers were afraid because of the technology and the appeal of doing online. Hypothetically, one teacher could teach a hundred people. Yeah. Hypothetically. And they're like, we're going to lose our jobs. Because oh no, and I and I was thinking to myself, I go, I can actually see that happening, like someone trying it out, where it's like you know in certain type of education field, not like a preschool or something like that, nothing like that, but I can see I can see them going like, hey, this is actually kind of effective. We could drop our rate by twenty percent, but we can have one professor teach
3: all these people, and. Well, one professor does teach like 150 people at a time. But you can like, in college, that. but these are adults. Yeah. I think mean, people forget that they're adults cuz they call them college kids, but they're legally adults. No. Are, um children is a different thing.
0: No, oh, yeah. Well, like you uh, can
3: you can you can't not have an ad, you can't spread one person to a th- 100 children. Even teenagers, even adolescents, they need a certain amount of Interaction, they fear need... of God. Oh yeah, they need.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, like I can't imagine. Well, I well, like I can't imagine. being... Well, you get a
3: hundred spoiled teenagers into one room, and one per and one figure of authority, and all you've got is Portland.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, fair enough with that. But like, I, we have a couple. Uh, I have several nieces that go to Montgomery High School, and it's interesting to hear they're both different. Like, they're very different sisters, Uh and they're a year and a half apart. So, like, one sister opted to do online. The other sister opted to do the hybrid thing. Yeah. And then now it sounds like when I went to a birthday party not too long ago, it sounded like they were going to swap because they didn't like it, but they heard what the sister was saying. They liked what the sisters were saying.
2: Oh, okay. And
0: it was interesting because, you know— I can see that being the norm where online, you, you have an option to do online class at a certain age because of, you know, the circumstances I could, of the family. I could and, see the
3: option becoming the norm. Yeah. Thus, the, just because it, it actually makes sense from a uh, teaching standpoint because not everybody learns the same way. Some people are visual learners. Some yeah. people are audio, audio auditory learners. Some people are hands-on learners. Um, I can read all. Of, I can. I can read and watch all of the tutorials for for programming that I needed all day and all night and not get anything. But man, you get you 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 give me the the, the book with just the uh, the glossary of the glossary of commands. Yeah, and you're and operations like you and I'm, and, mm-hmm. I, and if, yeah, and I can I can I, and I can program anything.
2: Well,
0: it's kind of like that theory you could be taught by Google, kind of thing. Yeah, you know, Well, I think that's also why tech people. They, I think uh, uh, something inside of people who love technology and work in that field is they have that intuition to search first without, they're not going to ask a human. They're going to be like, let me go to Google or let me go online and see what other people are doing. And yeah. I can like, cause I know here, everything we've done here, I did not have anyone really teach me anything. Like there wasn't like I went to a, a class for how to start a radio station or how to, I just kind of like. Worked in different fields and understood. Oh, I could probably do that cheaply, or we gotta buy the nice thing there, vice versa. But that's in my field. That's the stuff I was interested in. Yeah. And but I, I but like with my wife, I, I always think about the quality of her education because she's taking care of people, sick people, people are gonna die if like she doesn't execute what she think is the right order, like you know, yeah. care plan and stuff. So I don't know how. I mean, I, I can't imagine how important that kind of education is, and how to. Well,
3: a nurse, a doctor, anybody in the medical field has has a multi has a multi style education. I mean, yeah. they get they get the lectures, they get the book reading, they get the homework, and they get a lot of hands on training. They get a crap ton of hands on training.
2: I well, mean, that's
0: what she said. The di- biggest difference going to school now and going back then is she's had seven years, yeah, in the field in the, in a sense, and she's like, it's so funny because her class is a mix of people. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, like some of these people you just want to say, you don't know yet, man. Like, you're going to.
3: So she's stepping up from a registered nurse to a licensed practical nurse? Or no, is she she's just-
0: going, she's getting her RN. Okay, so she's getting she's, her RN. Regi- she's an LVN, RN. but she also has qualifications, okay. specialty qualifications in wound care. Oh, okay. So she has certificates in that. And then now. But she's going up to a registered nurse. Registered nurse, and then she's probably going to go somewhere else after that, but. Basically, where she's working, they go, "Hey, we want to pay you more, way, but we can't because you're not a registered nurse."
3: Yeah, see, the only way, the only, the only up from from registered nurse besides going into administration, it's like a physician assistant. Without, without, like without, that? A, yeah, is is a licensed physician's assistant. Other than that, you, other than that, she could go back to medical she, school and yeah, become a she, doctor.
0: She told me the highest paid nursing job because I was asking her, like, give me the spectrums, a seventy five and a half. Well, she said the highest paid uh, nursing job you can get is being a court nurse. Or whatever, where like you're hired to go to court cases and look at over the what happened in the court, like whatever. It's a medical oriented case and you get you have to take a special thing for it. And like you have to basically you're more at risk of losing your license because
3: expert was basically it's an expert
0: expert. Yeah, but there's a lot because nursing is a lot of licensing. So it's like they always threaten you like, oh, if you do this, this, you're going to lose your license, which means you can never do anything in this field ever again. Yeah, and that she goes—that's the biggest risk one. But you also get paid like, if you work a lot, you can get paid. You know,
3: you get paid, hundred thousand, two hundred thousand per, per showing up per 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 trial.
0: Oh, I know
2: for her role
0: because she's in a director's role right now, yeah. And they just don't pay her the director role because she's the main wound care person at the hospital. Yeah, and yeah, because like I know if you're a specialty nurse, you can get paid a lot more than just like the standard RN. Yeah, and that's what she she just likes taking care of wounds. So that's, she's really weird like that. So, well, one thing I learned just to let you know, Brett, and let listeners know, is make sure whoever your loved ones in the hospital for an extended time, make sure they're moved a lot. Get them okay. on their side. Get them, get them moving, even if they're in a coma. Pick them up for twenty minutes, just like
3: I, yeah. Bed know. sores are a thing. That's a
0: thing that she said. That's majority of the wounds she deals with. Ew, gross! And, Poor lady. Uh, but she likes that stuff. She loves. I think what she loves about it is she loves making it better. Like she loves the progress. She's like she is. I don't know. Exactly I'm sure she to, does.
3: But you should give her massages and sco- and and and, and, yeah. and shugies every single night because she is doing God's work. Yeah. especially if, if mostly what she does is bed sores because bed sores are nasty, man.
0: Oh, yeah. They're, seen, yeah, they're pretty, pretty gnarly. Yeah. Well, Imagine the thing- worst
3: blister you ever had only all the way down somebody's back.
0: Well, I think that's one of the hardest things because we got to be closing up the sh- today's show is the hardest concept people don't really grasp is there's humans working at these hospitals. Oh, yeah. So, like, what my day-to-day life, that's one thing I learned through her. My day-to-day life is completely different from her day-to-day life. And if you think about it, Time spent on the average person who's not a medical field worker, how long do they spend in hospitals? I mean, I would say, like, uh, if it's an unfortunate life, lifetime, you're, you could be a year to two years of spent time well, of, like, you know visiting your mom who's in the hospital, you know what I'm talking about, or going yeah, to the hospital. Yeah, I can,
3: I can expand that. Okay. Because what I've observed is that what a lot of people don't understand is that all care workers, doctors, nurses, um, even corpsmen, uh orderlies um firemen policemen their job their day their day-to-day is dealing with the worst five minutes to a half an hour oh, of par- some yeah. of somebody else's life
0: yeah and i think Period. and i think that's something that uh we got i mean i think th- i do think our society unfortunately like in today's society it's, it's kind of getting off its head with like well, like no. police force and stuff like that, but yeah. I think overall there's definitely a special appreciation in the level of our society in the United oh, yeah. States. Like especially we're, for we're my trying wife. To my wife, I mean, she deals with a lot of positive stuff. Sometimes when she has a hard week, they'll do stuff for her and like patients give her stuff, and they t- constantly talk to her and like follow oh. up. And it's because I, I also tell her I was like that's a reflection of how good of a yeah. nurse you are, because if somebody's calling you a year later. And sending you flowers or something, I either need to be worried, or you're it's, you're a good nurse, and or both. Why can't it be both? Yeah. <laughs> but uh but yeah, it's uh it's an interesting deal. We gotta be closing up stage. Mrs. Show.
3: Snyder, 180 year old woman, just fell in love with your wife. And, you know. oh, but Mr. S- Mrs. Snyder had,
0: you know, a son. Yeah. Well, there you go. Uh oh. <laughs> uh oh. It's 10:53. We gotta be shutting down. Dick and Skippy in the mornings uh thank you to steve carlson from t-mobile talking about the upcoming registration voter registration i put information about how to check your voter registration status in the link in the description for here in montgomery county uh and also stuff about the event itself over at the chamber uh going down the list right now it is friday we do have a guest on monday and wednesday we got rick sellers coming in talking about an audio drama book that they're releasing uh rick is also a host here on uh one of the shows and then we also have krista fabregas on wednesday she's going to be she's with the u.s census bureau they're still counting people folks so uh, we're gonna she's gonna give us an update about that and then we don't have a guest for wednesday uh so if you're interested in being a guest contact us and don't forget taco patron taco review drop at 3 p.m on monday brett thank you so much for coming up here I appreciate Thank it. Thank you for
3: having me. I'm very yeah. disappointed in the Facebook crowd. And I mean it, Daniel, Dennis, Misty. I
0: mean, we weren't really talking anything controversial.
3: I know. Well, yeah, but so, you know, see, they, they should have helped us. That's true. You know, I, just, I make a point of bringing things up Well, I like having you, you in
0: because Sean Sean gravitates to those kind of things. And I was like, dude, I don't want to talk about this stuff right now. Like, I don't want to.
3: Like, You took your riddle in today, though, didn't you? Because you were like on point. You stuck to a subject for, for longer than I an tro- eighth of a second. Well,
0: it's. Yeah, that's true.
3: You're I usually I all over the place.
0: I don't take Ritalin, but uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, I was excited about having you in. So there awesome. you go. What are you trying to say? I really well, showed that was awesome. crap.
3: No, no, it's hilarious. I love it.
0: But uh, again, I appreciate you. Plug your website again.
3: Uh, casualnotice.com. Yeah. I haven't updated it in seven months, so yeah. it's not <laughs> changed a lot.
0: Well, it's still available for people. So, uh, yeah, everyone have a good weekend. Just a, another plug before we go: is the Tempest is happening over at some park in the Woodlands, uh, starting around five o'clock. Sorry, Sean. Points
3: North Theater. Go go to go to Points North Theater Company. It's
0: free. You can bring water. You can bring food. It's at the park. It's it's social distanced. It's all that kind of cool stuff. Wear a mask. I don't. Yeah, I'm mean, imagining why. Is everything mask required? You just assume. Like,
3: yeah, sure. Let, let that's let's go there. Not swimming
0: and stuff, but like, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there you go. So, uh, if you want more information about the Tempest, check out Wednesday's show because we have interviewed some of the cast. So there you go. All well, right, call
3: Sean. Sean will answer.
0: Yeah, well, hang uh, on.
3: Let me get you his phone number.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys later. If you enjoy today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.
5: You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.